Hello, and welcome to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply, where we talk to support professionals from all over the world and discuss what's behind their team's success. This interview is brought to you by Nice Reply, an all-in-one customer satisfaction tool that helps you measure and improve the quality of your customer service. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on a future episode, please reach out to us at podcast at nicereply.com. My name is Craig Stoss, and I'm here today with Erica Babat, Head of Support at CloudTalk. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Uh, Erica, we are here today to talk a little bit about scaling support, and specifically CloudTalk recently went through a large scaling exercise. And maybe maybe start by explaining to our listeners what the reasons were for scale at CloudTalk. Yes, so the need for scaling came as companies started to grow. When I started to work in a company about two years ago, we were about 30 people working here. And as maybe you hear from more startups, uh, at this point, there is usually a lot of work, but not enough people. And that's why many responsibilities and workload is shared. In the beginning, usually don't have any workflows or internal knowledge documentation. And that's why most of work is done intuitively. And this is not sustainable. It can work when you have two people or three or maybe even five people on support. But as you have more and more people joining your team, you need to organize work systematically to avoid a mess. We came to point when we knew we need to organize the team. We need to dedicate people. We need to have a system of internal knowledge base, onboarding and trainings. And we knew it had to be done immediately because If we would not do this, we would face much bigger problems in future because once your team multiply, it's much harder to make changes because people will get used to working that mess and work intuitively. And this is what we wanted to prevent. And I'm happy to say that we did. It's so good to hear that it was such a successful exercise for you. Uh, You mentioned process and knowledge management and things that are really the outputs of a scaling exercise. I'd love to hear more about what approaches or methodologies of scale you considered and and how you chose to get to where you are today. We were sure we wanted to do this internally. Uh, We were not considering any remote office. uh, And I will tell you why. Uh, As one of important steps we did during this process was gathering information. I had a couple of calls with uh, people working in other companies, working on support. I was interested how and when they started with scaling. And as well, I wanted to know if our ideas or plans have a potential. Surprisingly, many of scaling strategies, which we ruled out because we believe they are not right for startups, were working perfectly with another company as well as startups maybe. Uh, It proves that every company is unique and not every solution is fitting for every company. That's why it's important to know your company good, know your product, who is your customer, how your team is working and many other aspects. So we scale the team using self-serving strategies, but as I mentioned, we had some help thanks to people who were willing to share their story as well. Uh, it helped us to see things from a different perspective. And I strongly recommend you to do this. If you're working in a startup and you're considering to scale a team, don't be afraid to ask people who already scaled the team. I mean, that's why we started this podcast is to share some of these insights. So uh, I think that's great advice. Um, I want to focus on on something you, you said earlier. You talked to 
peers in the support organization that had already gone through scale. But what about customers? Obviously, support is is there to support your customers. Did you take in their feedback? And how did you fit that into your plan to make sure that you were servicing uh, your customers in the way they wanted to be serviced? First, customers' needs were maybe one of the first trigger for even considering scaling. The biggest and most significant one to have available support. We have customers worldwide, and uh, that's why one of the first need we had to cover was support availability, not only during European working hours, where we are based, but also US working hours, where we were growing as well. When I joined the company, we were two people working in support department. And after we got a bit familiar with company and with product, we started to work in shifts. I've covered morning shift and my colleague covered afternoon shift. A couple of months later, we hired a few more people. One of them started to work during night shift already. And this is how we work today as well. We have 24-5 support. Therefore, we are available for all of our customers. Uh, second one, I would maybe mention um, is how we had to dedicate people based on customer size. After time, we started to have more and more big customers, which had very specific and very high expectations and needs. When a customer like this call, you definitely, definitely don't want your newcomer to pick up. You want to have a senior and experienced person to handle requests such as this. This is why we had to consider this as well and create a sustainable system of responsibilities based on customers' need and agents' seniority and experiences as well. One of the things you just said was, was about the scheduling and 24 by 5 and having people be working night shifts. One of the things that's always difficult as you scale is the fact that you don't have a plethora of people. You don't have a hundred people to just you know schedule when you need, uh, and so you're usually trying to tightly fit people into a a schedule or being able to come in at certain times. How do you work with a schedule to be able to maintain twenty four by five when you don't have a huge amount of people? You may not have full redundancy in certain timeframes. How does that work in in a scaling environment? So. First of all, and most important thing to mention that we are not switching shifts. So people are hired to be working always on a morning shift or always afternoon or always night. We have fortunately now enough people to cover also situation when somebody need to take a week off or day off, even it happens uh, last when we have a last minute notice. So. That is, uh, that is not a problem at the moment. Of course, it was a little bit more problematical before. People had to be more flexible. For example, a couple of times it happened that people from morning shift had to cover for afternoon shift or vice versa. Uh, but right now, I'm really happy to say that we have also more people for afternoon and night shift. So if one of them is missing for a reason, then there is still a second one or another one to cover. Uh, the reason why we have people working stable for morning or for afternoon or for night is again coming from a need of customer. Uh, it's maybe in some corporates where you are having a really lots of chats or calls and you are talking with a person you will never hear from again unless it's a really big coincidence. Uh, we have a different situation. So we have a stable customers which are coming back to us, not always because of a problems, but many times we have a new feature and Maybe they don't understand it correctly. They need to be trained. They need some assistance. 
So they are coming back to us regularly. And uh, that's why we like to have the same people on those shifts because it's, it's not very nice also for customers if, if uh, one day they are talking to Erika and another day they are talking to Monica and another day they are talking to Anna, somebody else. So uh, this is the reason why we also decided to not switch people on the shifts unless it's really necessary. And so far it's working. I can tell that also the customers are much happier this way when we are not switching. They are used for those people. And uh, after time, they even know them by name. So they are asking like, hey, is this person here? Last time I talked to them. And uh, we are trying to do more and more workflows based on not having hands over. So especially for, for some specific customers, we like to, we like them always to talk with the same person because there might be some history of the, the issues from a past or the, the customers are as well very specific. They might have some specific uh, setup of the network and we need people to be aware of uh, this uh, specific needs and requirements of them. I had the same experience when I was a support team of one when I first helped start our uh, our European satellite office at a previous company and and people would just you know address their emails directly to me which is was got to be scary and, and overwhelming at times. I um I'm curious about you know the timeline for this and and how how smooth it was. You know obviously there's when when you scale there's there's all sorts of challenges thrown at you. The product is changing. The the knowledge has to be shared. Uh, you're you're managing people perhaps remotely, for example. Um, you know what mistakes were made along the way, or, or was this a completely smooth process? Well, we did some mistakes, of course. I wish I could say that it was a very smooth and without uh, any mistakes, but it wasn't. And I believe that every company going through this uh, is also going through uh, this process of mistakes as well. Uh, one major mistake uh, which we did and I would like to mention was scaling too early. This might actually sound surprising because many people will tell you that earlier is better and start with scaling, etc. Uh, but sometimes your team is just not ready enough for that. When we started with scaling team into shifts based on time zone, we saw it was a great step, which really improved our support team, our customer satisfaction, and in general, uh, it affected the company in a positive way. We were really motivated to go further and we decided that we will dedicate one person for chat, one person for emails, one person for our biggest customers. And now I must admit it was not a great decision. Most of the days, chats are being very busy and because it's a live chat, you cannot even take a break unless you ask your colleague to handle chats instead of you. As well, our person handling VIP customers got really overwhelmed because every ticket she handled was very important and everything had a priority. And she was constantly under a lot of pressure with a lot of stress, of course. And after two or three months, we decided to change work division and um, I don't say that it was a wrong thing to do. People actually seem to work more effective if they work with only one tool instead of having responsibility for calls and chats and emails at the same time. It was just too early for us. We were not that much big at that point. And team was not ready for this. Now we are starting actually to apply a similar approach again, but 
after more than a half year since we tried last time. And half year is really a long time for startup. So now the team is significantly bigger and we really see that it was a good approach we tried, but it was just too early. We were supposed to wait a little bit longer. Maybe what encouraged us that time was that it worked with Shift, that we were able to have at some time, we even had like one person for morning, one person for afternoon, one person for night, and it worked that time. So we thought we can do same with dividing the work based on maybe type of work, but it was not the same as, uh, as doing the shift. So it was not the right decision to do it that much early. And maybe we were just trying to skip some steps, skip some pages. So now we are ready for that. We are trying the same approach again and uh, really see that now we are ready and really the expectation we have from this step is really working and uh, we'll be able to see some good results soon. So once you recognize the timing issue and that you uh, were starting this project a little bit too early and you started to correct course after that, what ultimately led to the success of your plan? I would be happy to say that we succeeded really, uh, but somehow we are still in the beginning. Uh, scaling is, is a process, ongoing process. And uh, what we did till now was a great and uh, yeah, we did some mistakes, but uh, in some way we succeeded, of course, but still, Really, we are just in the beginning. The reason why I'm saying that is uh, we are right now in the process of a really big hiring. Uh, in the last couple of months, the team really grew and uh, we are planning to hire more and more people uh, until end of the year. And of course, that I will most probably continue with the hiring. Uh, so right now we will see uh, whether the basics we made is uh, going to be enough to build on that or we will need to change some more things. Um, so definitely I can say that we succeeded completely. I will be able to see this uh, in a couple of months later, eventually a couple of years later. Of course, as I said, it's a process. So what used to work uh, a month ago, what is working now might not be working a while later or a couple of months later. Um, but but yes, uh, as I mentioned, like uh, I take it as a small success uh, where we are right now. Um, what is maybe important to, to get in, into that point as, uh, or maybe what helped us was uh, giving people a space, giving people a space to express their opinion, uh, to be able to uh, maybe discuss, um, you know, sometimes you are just thinking about something and you think like, oh, this is actually a great thing. But then when you say it out loud and uh, when you talk to somebody else, uh, you just recognize that uh, they they say that, okay, and what will happen in this case? And in this case, and they are bringing some edge cases, which maybe you forgot. And it's a really great and important thing, I think, in every team to uh, give people that chance to, to tell their opinion. Um, what more? the agents are working with uh, with customers daily uh, sometimes the managers are already forgetting how how it is how customers can be uh, what they need so uh, this is maybe what uh, i personally like and uh, what i think that uh, many teams are doing as well to uh, sharing opinion of uh, as well the other members not only managers and and you know they 
they might not be always right, but at least they, they give you some, some feedback maybe for, for your ideas. And uh, many times they can bring really important um, ideas as well. So I would say this helped us a lot, uh, a lot. And uh, as well, what helped was uh, maybe learning from the mistakes. So I was talking about it in a last question and uh, everybody's doing mistakes and uh, it's good when that happens not just let it go but as well to maybe think about it like okay why this mistake happened what is the reason like maybe two months ago i thought it's going to be something right and it didn't work out well so let's analyze it what was the problem uh what i missed to see and maybe how to avoid a similar kind of a mistakes next time so maybe these two things uh were something i would i would uh mentioned as important and in the process we did so far and again we are just in the beginning so i'm i hope to see uh, some real success maybe a year or two later when the, the team will be really significantly bigger and um, that will be time when maybe uh, we will recognize the real success i love that in this conversation we've mentioned the business's needs We've mentioned uh, listening to the customer's needs. And now uh, in that last uh, part, you mentioned listening to your employees' needs. I think that is absolutely uh, vital because taking into account all your stakeholders is so important. We don't make these decisions in a bubble. Uh, so, so great insight there, Erica. Thank you. Uh, maybe to, to finish off our conversation, I, I'd love to see beyond you know, some of the stuff you've talked about, about dedicated engineers, the knowledge-based work, uh, and, and some of the, the the timing stuff you mentioned, what are the biggest tips and tricks that you would share with executing a scaling plan? Maybe this will be a little bit unusual tip, but I would like to recommend everyone one thing. Hire people you can trust. Hire people with same mindset as your company has, with same mindset as your team has. We really we were really focused to hire experienced people so they can start working immediately. They doesn't need that much of onboarding. And sometimes it didn't work out well. Sometimes people brought also their bad support habits or they used to work in corporate and they just couldn't adjust to startup mindset. Then at some point, we started to give a chance to people without experience with support as well. And they came to interview and they were aware about not having much experience with support, but they were actually really confident about being the right person for us. They were really passionate about working for startup, working hard, working on improvements, and they were such a great choice with it. Experience is important, but it can be obtained. Skills can be improved, but mindset and personality, it's hard to change. We, of course, have amazing people in team with support experience from different companies, but we as well have people with no past support experience, and we are not afraid to hire them. They are a great addition to team, and I'm really proud of the team we have today. I know all of them are hardworking people, motivated to do the best and help CloudTalk to provide the best customer support experience. I love that. And I can't think of a better way to end than, than talking about how a diverse team of different backgrounds and, and education and, and experiences is important to support. Uh, completely agree. Erica, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today. Thank you too, Greg. 
And thank you all for listening to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply with today's guest, Erica Babat from CloudTalk. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please leave a rating or share it with others. And always make sure to check out our other support interviews and more quality content at nicereply.com.